from the dimly lit basement studio in the middle of America, it's the Pop Culture Nation Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Pop Culture Nation. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And uh, Ben's not with us today. He's yeah. on assignment. <laughs> uh, let's get into some news and notes. Uh, Black Widow scored pretty big at the box office. Did it? I, I know that your Ka- wife said she went and saw it with you. Kind of a return to... Uh, a little bit of norm. The uh, first Marvel movie before COVID did ninety-seven million, which was Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming. Oh no, it would have been no, far, uh, from home. far from home. Far from home. And um, this did eighty domestically, mm-hmm. but it also did sixty on the uh, Disney Plus app. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that shows you two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, I guess a few people didn't probably want to go to the theater yet; they weren't ready to go back. Yeah. But it also shows you that there might be a, a pretty good consti- con, uh, contingent of people who are Marvel fans, mm-hmm. but do, probably don't ever go to the theater. They probably wait for it to come home somehow. Could be, yeah. Because that's a big number. That's that's. Um, I don't know what that means for the future, but it means something. It means yeah. that that's going to be here to stay, I think, yeah, the home option be. for a lot of movies. Right. I mean, there's an option. I, I don't mind. I was never going to pay an extra $30 on a service I already pay for to, to to watch it. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I mean I, if you but, had a group of five people on a Saturday night. And you said, oh, yeah, if you had a little party. Yeah, because then per right, person it's sure. cheaper than going to the theater. Sure. But, but um, yeah, but you know what? I The thing with that is, and maybe this is something because we've talked about maybe doing something with this in the future. The thing with that is, though, when you've got a group of five people that's coming over to your house, you're not watching the movie. Depends on the group, I guess. Well, it depends on the group, but I, I would say that there's more distractions and you're and you're not really there. You're not enveloped in the movie like you are when you're in a theater. Mm-hmm. Well, some people may. I think but I've not been all. been to groups where it kind of was on both both sides. Mm. I've been in groups where there wasn't much movie going at all, watching at all, and that's I've been right. Somewhere pretty uh-huh. much everybody watched the movie. Just mm-hmm. depending on what what the group was uh, for. Yeah. If everybody kind of agreed that we were coming over to watch the movie, I think then people would probably mm. watch it. Sadly, everybody I know would want to talk all the way through it. Um, the Emmy na- Emmy nominations came out this week. Yeah. Um, no real big surprises. Mm. Uh, the the net TV networks are the big loser. They're, right. they're just not uh, not doing what they used to. Netflix, I guess, was on top with the most nominations, but they weren't. Oh, I thought do- it was HBO. No, no, it's it's um it's it was Netflix by like one or something. Oh, I see. Okay. HBO was second by by just I think just one nomination. Mm-hmm. And um but I don't think either of them did as many as they used to. It's mm-hmm. more spread out this year with you know mm-hmm. with their Hulus and your Peacocks and all that stuff. Right. Well, that's where, you know, that's yeah, where the trend is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real cluster. It'll be interesting to see if that continues or it'll consolidate somehow. Will there be like a mega streaming service comes out that looks like bought you know that that where you buy into like four of them at once. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. No idea where it's going to go. The last thing I have on my list is, uh, ugh, I'm kind of cringing over the the idea about Indiana Jones five. Everything mm. I see, I know Indiana, uh, Antonio Banderas. Was I don't added. have a problem with him. No, I don't either. But he's added to the cast. Today. Yeah, I saw that. Just I don't know what he's doing though. I mean, that's the big secret. What is? Yeah, he I doing? have no idea. What but, is Antonio? But the Bandera? idea that uh, I don't know this movie without any of the original. Uh, creators just is a is a turn off to mm-hmm. me but who's, who's writing it do you know i don't know who's writing it i know james mangold is directing, this is directing it, it yeah he's pretty decent yeah 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 but uh i don't know i'm just a little reluctant to, to be hopeful for this well this kind of feels like uh star wars episode seven <laughs> to me well considering yeah i mean there's something to be said for that and what little i've heard of the plot 
And mind you, anything you hear, of course, is... Yeah, I don't think I've heard anything. I've heard I've heard things about it possibly being tied into the moonshot. Oh. And I'm thinking, okay, dokie. I know it looks a, like it's going to feature a flashback with the aging. Well, with the, I heard about going back to the, the castle. But it, it may be just more of a... Um, you know how there was the the preamble in Last right. Crusade. Yeah, with, very with much Phoenix. so. Exactly. I bet they're going to do something like could that. Could be, could be. Yep. Yeah. I I really doubt a huge portion of the movie was going to do with deal with a de-aged Harrison Ford. Well, I don't think they they haven't talked about doing that using that technology, but maybe they will. Maybe they are doing that. Be interesting to see how it turns out. But yeah. uh, I'm not. I mean, I'll I'll be pessimistic until it comes out and it's well decent. i mean and that's understandably so because the last one wasn't really all that wasn't terribly good i'm being generous i guess and uh knowing the disney track record with what they did with the star wars movies and a lot of people not being happy with those i guess the last you know and you're right with spielberg even though he's apparently intimately involved in the production yeah. The fact that he's not making it, directing it, seems to me like that just kind of indicates to me that he's lost interest in the in the property. Or never could come up with an idea he really loved that much. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out, yeah, though. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. All right, I guess we'll move on to the main topic. Okay. It's 1987 this, year, this week. Uh, we're continuing our journey through the 80s. Yep. We've gone through uh, the rest of them. We're up yep. to 87. 87. I, um, 87 was a big year for me. I moved, my family moved, well, in From 80, the city early in, 88. To the... I changed schools. Oh, you changed schools, I see. Yeah, I moved, uh, started going in to, from, from a city area to a rural area. That was quite a culture shock. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I remember 87 finally, despite some negative memories revolved, you know, based around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a year of a lot of firsts for me, so I don't know. But uh, as a year, as far as news, it seemed like, and, and, and cultural events, it seemed like it was a little little less uh, Revelant. A little less interesting than some okay. of the earlier years. Right, yeah. You know, when you've got earlier years, like 84 in particular, where there's so many big, gigantic tentpole things yeah, that, yeah. That, that are huge today. I'll be so. honest, I, don't, I think in 87, I was trying to, without cheating, I was going to go look ahead of time and see if I could see anything, just kind of refresh my brain on it. And I couldn't remember anything, and I didn't. I kind of stayed away from looking it up just because I wanted to be surprised right. in a way. Right. Anyway. All right. Let's uh, let's start. January yeah. January third. We talked last last year about yeah. eighty six being the first uh, class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame being inducted. Okay. Uh, but there was no women in that first class. In the last in eighty six. In eighty six. Okay. In the in, in eighty seven, they fixed that when Aretha Franklin became the first okay. woman inducted into the Hall of Fame. She was the first one. Rock and roll. Interesting. Yeah. Probably should have been in the first batch, but yeah, uh, well, that's different times. Yeah, back then. yeah. All right, March 29th, the World Wrestling Federation produces <laughs> WrestleMania three from the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's, the event was basically the largest indoor event ever at that point, with really? an attendance of over ninety three thousand. You know, I never people. got into wrestling. I know a lot of people who did. I went through a wrestling phase, and it was you? short. Uh huh. But I did go through a phase, and it was in that Hulk Hogan, the whole yeah Hulk mania thing. Yeah, and he was bringing in uh, he he. Uh, uh, Mr. T had been in Rocky, okay. the Rocky right. movie. He was kind of big, and he okay. Hulk Hogan brought him into the wrestling oh, okay. arena. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Hulk and Hogan, wasn't he in one of the movies too? One of the Rocky movies? Yeah, he was Hulk, in Rocky yeah. Three. Okay. Oh, Rocky Three, right? Okay, that makes sense. But um, yeah, it was interesting in that 
I did follow it for a short period of time, and it was kind of when it's arguable heyday, I guess you'd say. Uh-huh. Yeah. But when Hulk Hogan was at his prime. Yeah. And it was sort of fun in that short time to see him, you know, go up against all these, you know, new villain of the week characters and uh-huh. always seem to find a way to prevail. You know, he'd about be dead and then <laughs> he'd say no more, you know. Yeah. But uh, it burned out pretty quick for me personally. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's still, I don't even know who the hot stars are I don't are know today, either, but it's still pretty hot. Is it still, is it really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I had no I don't idea. know how its numbers, you know. Compared to I mean, the obviously, old days. obviously they can't hold. They couldn't hold the uh, WrestleMania in a football stadium right now. But yeah. so I guess it's overall things are down. But uh, I think it still holds on. You know. All right, uh, April nineteenth, the Simpsons cartoon first appears as a series of shorts on the Tracy Ullman show. So that's wow. uh, that's a long time. Yeah, ago. I know. But you know, it seems like even further back. I thought it would have been further back than that. It just seems like, you know, the, when has the Simpsons not been on? And I, it, to, to think that I remember when it was on Tracy Ullman. Yeah, I remember that. That tells you how old I am. And yeah, oh, the animation was not very good. No, it was definitely, no. No, definitely cruder. And yeah, and the voices were different too. I've heard Dan Castellano actually. I kind of remember when that became kind of like a, a reason to tune into the Tracy Ullman show. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. her show was kind of weird. Yeah, well, it was a sketch show. And yeah. It, it, but yeah. It was and a take it or I, leave And to be quite truthful, I'm not even sure how long her show lasted. I'm not sure. Maybe two or years. three years. Yeah, yeah at say. the tops. If I had to guess, that's what I'd say. All right, a watershed moment in music, <laughs> July twenty seventh. Rick Astley reduced, releases his signal single "Never Gonna Give You Up." You know the funniest, which <laughs> becomes a joke through history. Well, yeah, but you know that you laugh about that. But I have a seventh grader. I'm not going to mention this. Well, now he's going to be a freshman. But I had a seventh grader two years ago um, who <laughs> requested the song. When I sometimes I would play music for the kids in the classroom, right. and that song came up as a request because I usually don't take requests. So I put it. I, and he begged me to put it on, and I played it. And by God, he got up and did the whole Rick Rollin <laughs> thing and, and and sang it word for word. I think I laughed. I've never seen a kid. I, I had that alert. It was just fun that they they know that song. Oh yeah, yeah. Not... I mean, I guess it's, you're right. Maybe it's it's gone down in infamy. You know. I think the reason that the song it's catchy. I don't think it's yeah. I, I don't. I think it's it's it, the way it's become in society now. I don't think it's because the song is bad. I think it's because that voice coming out of that that white redhead headed man seems weird. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a so soulful compared. Yeah, to what very exactly. It's you not what you expect. Yeah, you don't expect it coming from the man himself. He he kind of looked very thin and yeah, it wispy wasn't, and wasn't what you expect. August 31st, Michael Jackson releases his seventh studio album, Bad, in the United States. Mm-hmm. It becomes the hugest record in 1988, mm-hmm. actually. Um, October 19th, Black Monday, the stock market. Stock market levels across the world fall as... Uh, I can't remember what exactly caused the stock market no. crash. It was no, a multitude. It was probably an artificial bubble more than anything because mm-hmm. things had mm-hmm. been going to record highs before that, much less, much like, you know, things can be now where yeah, uh, you never know what you're going to see, but... Uh, I remember that day. It seemed like... It was, now, see, I don't. See, I, I don't remember... Gosh, just because I guess it's my People saying, oh, age. the stock market, stock market crash, the stock market crash. And kind of, I was too young to really know what that meant, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew what it meant, but not what it could mean. Yeah. You know, you were like, oh, are we going to be in a depression now? Yeah, because every time next? you hear the words stock market crash, yeah, it was you from, instantly think of the Great Depression back in the 30s. Yeah, you, you had know? that historical context. Right, yeah, you don't think of it as something that happened in the 80s. On November 12, 1987, the first Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurant 
in mainland China opened. I was going to say, don't tell me it was first Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurant. So the, the folks of China got the when that, you know, finger looking good Because the, there was a time there where they changed from Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC because they didn't want to be associated with the fried fr- foods. Have they gone back now? I, You know, that's a good question because I don't think that they're as... They've kind of gone back a little bit on that. Maybe it's, they have. I haven't they really still refer to it as KFC, but uh, you're right. You see a little more Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah, music right. in their ads. I, I don't know, know if that was in 87, but I do know that it... it no, I think it was... I actually think the KFC push came in the 90s. And oh, that could be because, because the health push. Yeah. You know, like when they changed the, the fry batter at... Uh, at uh, McDonald's to be mm-hmm. more healthy and, you know, stop frying the fries in lard. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ah, uh, the good old days. The good old days, yeah. November 22nd, this is something we talked about on, we the, did? Uh, on the podcast uh, a few, when we first started. Uh, October 22nd, 1987 was the Max Headroom broadcast signal intrusion. Oh, yes. you. Were, I remember you telling me that story. One Have the, they ever uh, found any updates? No, that? I don't think so. It was one of the few instances it's where funny that broadcast she... television was... Go ahead. Since you did that little thing that we talked about, because you brought it to my attention, and I was not aware of it, I believe I've actually heard about it now more since you've told that story here. You know, yeah. Some um, I, I felt like um, a YouTube a YouTube channel ripped off my story verbatim, almost. Really? I feel like it did. I'll be darned. They might mine stuff like this for ideas. That could be. Yeah, it was like uh, I forget who it was, but uh, yeah, I remember it was like it was like t- five days after I did this, and then they did theirs. Really? Like, oh, that's really yeah. weird. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, December second, Hustler Magazine versus Jerry Falwell is argued before the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay. Um, that was a. Uh, I mean, I that's something that was not on my radar. No, then. at that you were young, too um, young at that point. You know, obviously, it made the movie uh, People versus Larry Flint. That's the, later the on, big, yeah, a big part of it. Yeah, and, uh, the big. Yeah. You know, regardless of how you feel about Larry Flint as a person, his uh, some of his uh, victories in free speech are yes, are and didn't uh, he just, pretty important. He passed away in the last year or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Jerry Flint, I, I, or I mean, not I, Jerry? Flint, I couldn't Jerry tell Paul you how, uh, how Larry long, Flint. You know, sometimes it's deceptively long ago. I couldn't tell. Yeah, you I speech. think it's in the last two years. Yeah, you know, I think last so too. last in the year. Yeah, I think maybe it might have been during the pandemic. That's true. All right, uh, and uh, the last thing I have on my list for that year is um, oh, okay, uh, December eighteenth. Uh, Square, what? Square Enix releases our Square Company releases the first Final Fantasy game for the oh. Nintendo uh, in Japan for the Famicom. Unfortunately, I can't comment on it. Many, I've, many, it, many sequels since. Yeah, I've never. You know what? I've never. Well, you know, I've never been a gamer, so I don't even know what the p- general plot line is for any of that. They've, all, and, got, they've they, all got a different plot Forgive line. my ignorance when it comes to this. Do they kind of build on each other? Not or really. Not really? They, they they sometimes share universal elements, but uh, they tell their own stories. They, they don't really connect to each not other really. in any way, shape, or form. Okay. No. But but this is the, this has been the early days of what they consider to be a, a role-playing game, which is like taking like something like uh, Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. and computerizing it. Yeah. Under underneath the hood, the rules are probably running for oh, the dice rolls and stuff. So when okay. you make attacks, right, right, but it's all done by the computer, you know. So I it, see. It, it's seamless, kind of. I see. But uh, that became a big genre in. Uh, I don't know. Man, being I may not be a gamer, but at least I know I've heard of the heard the title. I've heard Final Fantasy many times. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a. Uh, it, it, didn't it, they make a movie too? Oh yeah, they did. Uh, anime. Spirits within and it was a computer uh, anime movie. I think I saw that, and I'd had no idea what the hell any of it meant. <laughs> and that's probably because I didn't was probably familiar. people who knew a lot about the game. Well, the movie didn't do real well. I don't think either. I don't think so. I think it was probably cutting edge for its time, but. Uh, Final, Fa- animation Final Fantasy probably wouldn't come into the mainstream until like during the Final Fantasy VII during like you the know. PlayStation era, like not early nineties. I or, see. No, late nineties. Late. 90s. I see. So um, notable births of uh, nineteen eighty-seven. Oh boy! Now we're gonna go make me feel old again. Evan Peters. Evan R- Peters. Okay. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Michael Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Miles Teller. Kesha. Kesha. Joss Stone. Blake Lively, Evan Rachel Wood, Tom Felton of uh, Harry Potter oh fame. Oh my God! And Karen so Gillian or Gillen. Oh, you! Oh, you, I know you talk, but the guy from Saturday Night Live, Taryn. No, 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 no. That's Taryn Killen. That's the, that's this is Karen Gillen. This oh, is a I apologize. Nebula. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and she was also on uh, Doctor Who before that. Okay. Notable deaths of 1987: Liberace. Liberace. And Andy Warhol. Hmm. Danny Kaye. Rita Hayworth. Fred Astaire. Jackie Gleason and Lee Marvin. Hmm. So some pretty big names there. Yeah, yeah. All right, 1987 in television. January 3rd. After being canceled by CBS at the end of the 84-85 season, Charles in Charge resurfaces in first-run syndication and lasted for four more seasons. Wow. I don't. I don't really remember the. I, I remember re- the song. Oh yeah, the theme song. Who could you forget? I mean, if you know anything about that, I didn't watch a lot of Charles in Charge, but I watched some. And I don't think that it ever occurred to me that it went to syndication. I think it just changed channels, yeah. and I never really gave it much thought. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe Charles I thought it was just uh, reruns or something. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. This is uh, this is one I, I put down here because I thought it was like a man. We've really come a long way. Uh-huh. February seventh, in a very special episode of the show Valerie, entitled "Bad Timing." Valerie. Yeah. Okay, you Valerie, mean with Valerie Harper? Okay. Valerie Harper and this is before uh, they... Jason Bateman was. Yes, was... and yeah, Chris, uh, the guy that Bill Kay. Yes. Yeah. The dad. I don't. I can't remember that guy. Uh, I know, but he played a character in Days of Our Lives. My sister watched. I know but, you're talking about, but in this in this episode, David and his girlfriend debate whether they should have sex for the first time. Oh, I see. And uh, missed that one. Basically, that you know, NBC had to put an advisory on the episode, and it's the first use of the word condom on network television. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But what's interesting is because of the show's subject matter, some of the affiliates decided to air the show outside of prime time mm. because it was so scandalous, or. They didn't air it at all. It makes you stop and wonder what, 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 where we've come. I know. That's I mean, so, you really. I mean, and I'm not talking about. We're talking about like the things you see streaming or cable. No, you're on right. regular regular television now. The things that, you know, we just kind of. It makes you stop and think about. It just kind of blows my mind in a way. I, I know. I remember when when the television show Soap, was actually scandalous. Because it had a gay character. Oh, it had a gay character, <laughs> yeah. And it, it, the language and the frank talk and the jokes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, and where we've come from there, I mean, it's well, just... Well, you know, I... And sus- I'm not going to do this as a prude, because I'm... I, I suspect we were way more puritanical back then than, like, the, you know, Europe would have been or... Yeah, you know, oh, for sure. 
So, you know, some of that needed to loosen up, but I, yeah. I think that where it's gone is a little too far. Yeah. I, I, I no, remember, that's, that's... I'm not going to get into specifics, but I, I witnessed, I saw something, I was watching a show, I think it was uh, the second season of American Horror Story, and I'm watching this. Second, okay, American some, Horror Story. Something yeah. of a sexual nature happened, and I, I was kind of pretty grossed out by it, and I turned hmm. it on, I never watched that show since. Hmm. Interesting. I just thought it was a little too... Now, wait a minute. Does, was American, by that time, the American Horror Story, was it on, because I know it originally started out, like, I think on Fox. Yeah, this was a Fox network. This was a Fox network. This time. before they went into cable. or Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I was so kind of disgusted by it that I've never watched the show since. And, Interesting. And it, and it just, ooh. I thought that's a little too. Well, think about some of the jokes they pull in Family Guy. Yeah, I no, mean, the, I remember when Family. Now, mind you, I've said this before. I remember when Family Guy came on, and I thought, or just recently, I'm thinking, this is just well, well how can far they can push this? And then I saw some <laughs> of the stuff that's been on the show called, um, oh, it's uh, my my oh, I can't. It's about the kids who are going through puberty. Oh, uh, I can't think of the title now. It's terrible. Uh, not South Loudmouth or oh, Loudmouth uh, South Park, not South Park. Big Mouth. Oh, big! I'm okay. not even know what that is. Oh, believe me, you it, it pushes levels that I didn't think were even possible. What network is that on? Uh, it's 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 not a it's a Netflix show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it's called. Are, I think it's called Big Mouth. I guess there yeah, are no and, rules. And it, oh, believe me, there are times. I mean, I've literally turned to my partner and go, "I can't believe they just cut that joke." That's that. That's you know. Anyway, and here we were. Scandalized back in eighty seven, the word condom was on television. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, March twenty seventh uh, on CBS, The Price Is Right surpasses Concentration as the longest running daytime game show in history. Hmm. Now that, that's <laughs> it surpassed Concentration forty years ago or whatever, hmm. almost. Yeah, you know that's crazy. Well, you know if you think about it, that show. How long has Price Is Right even been on? I mean, to me, it I, was, 70s. Oh, it, it it, there was, an was early, it even further than that? It was off the air for a while. There was okay. an earlier version of it. Okay. Apparently. And I know that there was a half hour version without Bob Barker that was syndicated. Yeah. Um, uh, but that I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I just, it just, it's take for granted these shows that have been on for forever that you, you can't even imagine them. It's like when Johnny Carson went off. I yeah, mean, you know he was on forever. Nobody ever we can imagine a time when he wasn't. Anyway, getting off on a tangent. March thirty first on Moonlighting, Matt, David, and Maddie finally get together and consummate their relationship after two and a half years of romantic wow. tension. Did they use a condom? They didn't say. Obviously, <laughs> you couldn't say it that. Would have back been then. Sc- oh, that's right. It would have been scandalous. <laughs> but uh, that ended the uh, ratings bonanza for that yeah. show, and it yeah. soon was off the air. Sure, and they, yeah, that's right, because the show was about quality was about the dance. Was, the, really. was exactly very much about the dance, and then they didn't know where to go with it after that. Now, this is something that I either did not care about or just I didn't know about at the time. But there was a return of the Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman movie. There were several with Lee Majors and and uh, Lindsay Wagner reprising their roles. Yeah, it, 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 this one aired on NBC. Was it the Bionic it was, Wedding? It was followed by two more: Bionic Showdown, the Six Million Dollar Man versus the Bionic Woman, and Bionic Ever After, the <laughs> wedding story. I don't remember those being oh, on. Oh, let me let me tell you. Oh, I, I I I'll be honest with you. I remember them, but by that time I was 
I, you know, I, I get grown out of bionic people running around in their slow motion. And I watched a little, you know, rerun syndication of like the bionic woman a little bit. Oh yeah, I still watch. Up, I still but... watch them occasionally, the the old shows. But um, um, I'll tell you, there's nothing more thrilling than listening to Lee Major sing uh, sing his love, pronounce his love for Jamie. Let me tell you, I'm glad they finally got together in '87. <laughs> Now, let me... <laughs> Did they use a condom? I you can't. You can't. You, you can't know. That's unknowable. <laughs> Sorry, you, guys. Did you? Um, let me ask you this. Yeah. July seventeenth, the initial pilot for Good Morning Miss Bliss airs on NBC. Never heard of. You it. know what that is? No. That's the show that would be retooled to become Saved by the Bell. No, I. I it started as as. Uh, See, Good morning, Miss. That Bliss. would have been out of my wheelhouse. I, I, I've never seen one episode of Saved by the Bell, and I know a lot of kids from that era. I was a little older. I never, I never fell into watching that show or getting into it. Like it's, oh. it's kind of become um, something to remember and be nostalgic about. But sure. I, I always thought it was rotten from the from the start. Well, it's because you know the funny thing is that that would have been right around the time that you were. How old would you have been in '87? Thirteen. Yeah, that's the time period when it really would have made it some kind of an impression. It on just you. was too corny for me, well, you know, yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it, it, it just it still has a little absolutely. Cult even yeah. I mean, the uh, the amount of people that are on there that kind of had pretty good careers afterwards. Went on to it, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's pretty amazing. September fifth, Dick Clark's American Bandstand is broadcast for the two thousand seven hundred fifty first time mm. by ABC. And then after that, it uh, goes into syndication for two more years before finally, finally, finally being done. Yeah, I remember that being on on Saturday mornings. Oh, I remember. Yeah, it was after the cartoons. Yeah, the, towards the. Yeah, I remember when it was on. Now, originally, that that I think that show came out of Cleveland or something. Well, I, I it might no have been idea. on daily up there. It could have been before it got syndicated. No. I mean, before it got national. But I do remember. In, I do remember it being on after the cartoons on Saturday, and I remember the the theme song. Barry Manilow wrote it. Oh yeah, yeah. who could forget that? I mean, well, if you were from that era, I should say. The um, the performers always lip-synced on that yep, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure why. I, re- <laughs> I, I, going back as far, remember C.W. McCall? Yeah. The guy who sang. Oh, yeah. I, I remember him doing <laughs> doing Convoy on American Bandstand. Really? Yes. He stood in front of a Jeep, and <laughs> he stood in front of a Jeep and actually talked into a CB. But know, it was the same recording? It was the song, yeah. Uh, that's interesting because uh, I'll have to look that up because yeah. most of that's on, on YouTube. Yeah. All right, October 14th. Oh, CNN aired the, the live the uh, story of an 18-month-old to- toddler, Jessica McClure, who had fallen down a well, well in Midland, Texas. It became one of the things that, that really made CNN a household name. Yeah, wow. Because they broadcast it live. Hmm. November 22nd. Seven years after it was released in theaters, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back makes its television. It was first debut. released on tele or to television. Yeah. What channel does it say? Uh, it says NBC. NBC. Interesting. It's funny how long it took for things to, to filter down. Sure. Back then. Back then, yeah. You know, I was flipping through TV. It's probably new to fairly new to being on regular TV, but Endgame is on already. Oh yeah, Endgame's been on several. It's on re- Yeah, because I've caught I've caught it a couple of times. I guess they learn that uh, holding it back doesn't make any extra money. Probably in the long not. Run. Uh, December twenty eighth, the first ever Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon premiered. 
in syndication. I never got into turtles. Became either. a cultural phenomenon, but yep. you no know, launched from a comic book though. Right. So right. That right. should that's really the launch. Yeah. Shows that made their debut in 1987. Uh, the venerable and popular Unsolved Mysteries. Which Unsolved Mysteries. Hey, which reminds me, they, they do have another season now. Oh, do they? They, they do have another season out. Oh, on, okay. What, what do we watch that it's on? Netflix. Netflix, yeah. They do have a new another season out. Like the third one. Then. I have I don't know about the third one, but I they definitely had the second one. Well, I know there was one batch, a second batch, so this is the third there batch might be, I don't uh, That I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to double check. I, I knew there was a second batch. I, yeah. It's, I'll look for I'll look and see if there's any that I haven't, I haven't yeah. watched. Uh, also in 1987, The Bold and the Beautiful starts its run on daytime. This is my grandma's favorite show. I, I Most of those, I assume, are older. I, I, I assume I would have assumed that one was older, too. I, I didn't remember it starting. She watched, yeah, that was her That was her program. Some of the big, um, you know, as Fox, which had launched in 86, probably late 86, okay. you get uh, some three big uh, things that came to Fox. Married with Children. Started okay. in 87. Yeah. The Tracy Allman Show started in 87. Yeah. And 21 Jump Street. Which okay, and that went on for, gosh, I don't know how long is either. Is the house that uh, but didn't built that Johnny sh- Depp. I was going to say, that's the sh- I think that show eventually was on Fox, and then it left and went to syndication, it, too. It very well may have, yeah. yeah. towards the last in, end in of the, the, Peter yeah, after, De- the Peter DeLuise. Yeah, era. right, yeah, after after uh, um, Johnny Depp had gone on. And Richard Greco left, too, Richard I Richard Greco. Man. What, what was his character's name? You remember that? I don't remember. Oh, he had his own character, yeah, and they they spun it off into his own show. And oh yeah, yeah, remember that? Man, I don't remember because the theme song was hot in the city. Where, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I remember that. That's going to bother me now. I what sure the name don't. of his character was? Surely it was Johnny something. I don't. No, I Booker. Booker. It was you're right. Booker. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I don't think I would have thought of that. Yeah, I don't know when he. I don't think it was eighty-seven, but yeah. Anyway, also Ducktales. Yeah. My Two Dads, Full mm. House, yeah. and Alf all debuted in 1987. Alf in 87. Shows that uh, left the air for good in 1987. The Love Boat. Wow. Silver Spoons. The A-Team. Fraggle Rock. Hill Street Blues, Airwolf, and The Transformers. Really? All aired their last episodes in 1987. Seemed like Hill Street Blues went on longer than that. A little bit of Emmy action for you. Yeah. Outstanding comedy series went to The Golden Girls. That was on for a long time, too. It beat out Cheers, The Cosby Show, Family Ties, and Night Court, which is, that's a pretty good uh, Yeah, that's, uh, that's a big lineup there. Outstanding drama series, I think this is the first time that we see L.A. Law win the, win the okay. award. And it beat Cagney and Lacey, which I think had won previously. Moonlighting, Murder, She Wrote, and St. Elsewhere was nominated again. Hmm. Outstanding variety music or comedy program went to the 41st annual Tony Awards that year. Beat out Late Night with David Letterman, Liberty Weekend, which I don't know what that is at all. It's probably some kind of patriotic show over uh, over the July 4th holiday. Yeah, because it would have been that some 80s, kind of a yeah, yeah, music at the around the Capitol sure or something like right. that. Yeah, they still do those. The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and the Tracy Allman Show. Outstanding drama. Oh, that's a special. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. Okay. All right. Um, eighty-seven in music. Let's just do the top ten. Shall okay. We? The top ten singles of nineteen eighty-seven. And I bet probably none of them I liked. Uh, we'll see. Ooh, I don't know. But let's let's just have a look. Okay. Number ten. Yeah. <laughs> Living on a prayer by Bon Jovi. I can take it. Number, number nine. Shakedown by Bob Seger. 
<laughs> which was from the Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills Cop, Cop 2, 2 soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> which I owned a copy of. I did think. you? I, I thought you didn't like Bob Seger. Or well, is it your wife? I just had the, I, I just like the, I just like the. Uh, that song. That, that. That song. Okay. But, I mean, you know, uh, Pointer Sisters were on there too. Jump for my love. Yeah, but I think and... that was in the first one. The Pointer Sisters were in the first one. Yeah, Shakedown. One of the. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> it's not we're not worth it for the, for the tale that I was. Okay. Say. Number eight, The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby and the Range. Number seven, Here I Go Again by White Snake. Mm-hmm. Number six, C'est La Vie by Robbie Neville. <laughs> Number five, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. Hmm. Number four, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, yeah. Number three, Shake You Down by Gregory Abbott. Never heard that one. Number two, Alone by Heart. Okay. And number one song of 1987, Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Walk Like an Egyptian. I thought it was going to be bad or something from Michael Jackson. This is a new little new feature. I have top albums of 1987. Okay. Number 10, Invisible Touch by Genesis. Good album. Okay. Good album. Number 9, Rapture by Anita Baker. Number 8, Night Songs by Cinderella. Number 7, 4 by Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, I remember 4. Number 6. That was a big album. The Joshua Tree by U2. Okay, there's another one. Number 5, Control by Janet Jackson. Number 4, The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby and the Range. I actually own that CD. I own a few of these, actually. Mm-hmm. Number three, Licensed to Ill by the Beastie Boys. Oh, wow. Number two, Graceland by Paul Simon. And number one album of 1987 was Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. At the Grammys, we've got Record of the Year. That goes to the... That's a, that's a song award. That's uh, Higher Love by Steve Winwood. Okay. That was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Album of the year was Graceland by Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Yeah. That was a big record. That was a big record. Best new artist artist artist. New artist went to Bruce Hornsby and the Range. And the song of the year went to That's What Friends Are For. Oh my god. Ugh. Songwriters. Put a bullet in your head right Bert there. Burt Bacharach and Carol Bayer Sager. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I did not care for that tune. No. Oh, the Comedy Award went to Bill Cosby, mm. who's going to make a comeback, apparently. That's what I hear. Good luck. With, good try. Yeah. I don't be, think it's uh... going to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not going to hold my breath. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Movie is in 1987. Oh, here we go. Let's do the box office type type top 10, shall we? Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's start t- for 10. Yeah, some of these were surprisingly did surprisingly well. Some of these surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Number ten, The Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. Okay. Sixty three mil. Number nine, this doesn't surprise me. Lethal Weapon. Oh, was that the first year for the first Lethal Weapon? First one came out in eighty seven. Eighty seven. I'll be darn. Number eight, Emilio Estevez and Richard Dreyfuss in Stakeout. <laughs> Sixty five million. Number seven, Michael J. Fox and The Secret of My Success, sixty-six million. So all these are very, very, very close. Yeah. Number six, just watching this the other night, The Untouchables. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember. Number that. five, a movie I've still not seen, Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Mm. Share. Snap out. She of won it. the Oscar. Did, oh, Snap out of it. Better. Yeah, yeah. Number four, Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Number three, the previously mentioned Beverly Hills Cop Two. Mm-hmm. 
weird year. Not a lot of these movies that are like, you know, still around. Yeah, uh, right. Sequel movies. Number two, Fatal Attraction. Okay. Made $156 million. Now, that I never would have. I knew it was a success. I knew it was a big success, and I know, but I never would have imagined it being number two of the year. Yeah, besides, these are a lot of kind of forgotten movies. Yeah. That aren't aren't that big anymore. No. Um, and number one, Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. I'll be darned. Leonard Nimoy directed that. But a lot of these, yeah, Good Good Morning Vietnam, I guess, is, is Stan that has yeah, time yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's kind yeah. of a showcase for, for right, him. Right, right. Uh, Untouchables is is the movie that I say, well, Lethal Weapon, arguably, as well. Well, that's true. I mean, after all, it did spin off how many, gosh, how many sequels? Four or five? Yeah. And a television series, which lasted for like two years, too, I think. Three so, years. So movie-wise, I, th- I found that to be a, a, a little weak. Yeah. A little weak. Well, I mean, let's face it. The, the, go back to the number one that year, which was um, Three Minute Baby. What was the in uh, the box office take on that? Remember? $167 million. That's jump change compared to some of the Yeah, Black Widow that. nearly did that, or did more than that worldwide just this past weekend. And we get taken into consideration, I guess, inflation, too. Yeah, that's that's yeah. important to consider. Yeah. <clears throat> A dollar doesn't buy us very much these no, days. No, that's true. Other notable films of 1987... Over the top. Oh, the Sylvester Stallone. The arm wrestling movie. Arm Is it wrestling. the only arm wrestling movie? I think, <laughs> I, I think you go on a limb and say that it's the only it's the movie Citizen, about... Citizen, Citizen Kane, of, Kane arm wrestling of arm wrestling. Movies. Yes. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3? The Dream Warriors. Is no. The, yeah, Dream Warriors. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some Kind of Wonderful? Okay, that was a John Hughes picture. Yes. Okay. Evil Dead 2? Um, that, Okay. Raising Arizona. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm, I remember that. I still see that once in a while. Police Academy 4. My God, son, you have a panty on your head. That's a, that's yeah, that's Raising race. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, I, that, that's a pretty quotable movie. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of fun stuff in that. I remember seeing that in the theater, and my friend and I just loved it, thought it was funny as hell. We, we had brought a friend of ours, and he didn't get any of it, didn't understand any of it, thought it was the dumbest thing he'd ever seen. I guess to each his own. I, that movie, I would say, benefits by watching with a group of people. Well, this guy didn't get it at all. He, <laughs> didn't, he didn't find any of it funny. And uh, we thought it was hysterical. I think I can see how that movie's not for everybody's taste. Well, that's true. The Coen brothers, you got to get, you know, you, I mean, they bring in a lot of unusual stuff that makes it kind of compelling to watch, I think. Uh, the sequel to Creepshow, Creepshow 2. Okay. The classic Ishtar, which is considered one I've of the... I've never seen that I've film. never seen Ishtar I've either. I've never seen it's that It's considered film. one of the biggest flops in the oh, history yeah, of films. Yeah, You know, it was supposed to be all about Warren Beatty and uh, uh, Dustin, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, and that was supposed to... I well, guess they p- thought if they put those the two pro- in a movie, that's going to well, be Well, yeah, but the problem is, from what I remember, uh, one of the criticisms of the film is that they made... Dustin Hoffman was supposedly playing the ladies' man, and Warren Beatty was playing the sheepish, bookish... Uh, not oh, very good with, and that just like that makes okay, a lot of sense. yeah. Well, it didn't, <laughs> and that's part of the reason why the movie was part of the reason why the movie didn't quite work. I've never seen it. Yeah, I haven't either, I, and I don't really care <clears throat> to see it either. I mean, I like to see it now just to say that I, figure out what the deal was. Was it as awful as they say it was? I think it's probably <laughs> a, a misguided project from the start. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons came out in '87. Never saw it. I do. I, I've seen that a few times. No. Uh, here's a movie I, I'm not wild about. Spaceballs. 
There's some I good jokes it, in there. Right. I liked it too, but as far as Mel Brooks is concerned, it's not one of my favorites by him. It, and I hate to say that. Is it, there's some just, parts of it that really oh, drag. Well, yeah, and, and there's a... Some of the jokes are good, and they're right on target, and then there's a lot of them where it's kind of like, it just... It's the, it's all set up and that just doesn't go anywhere. And I'm now, not I a, know a lot of people. I'm not a, a Pullman fan either, right? Oh, uh, okay. I'll I'll leave my Pullman more than I'll okay, take. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> he was the uh, consummate loser in uh, in really? '90s films. He always, he always lost the girl. Bill Pullman did. Yeah, that was his. Seemed to be his thing. Always getting confused with Bill Paxton. I'm I'm sure that was true. Boy, I just saw. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for it. Just saw Weird Science. That's, that's oh, a I know, bill, I know you didn't Baxter care for movie. that. <laughs> All right. Um, I saw Adventures in Babysitting also came out in 87, which I've never seen. Oh, yeah. Full Metal Jacket, which has kind of become a pop cult, culture cult icon. classic, yeah. RoboCop. Yep. Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven, yeah. Uh, the Lost Boys. Okay, that was a big hit. Probably. Uh, Stylish. His best I like movie. it. Probably his best movie. Um. You can make an argument for that. I can't buy me love. Oh, my brother loved that film. <laughs> my brother and his friends all love that movie. Yeah, I kind of like it too. It's the, it's, it's it's your typical '80s teen movie with the slow claps and the yeah. It's set yeah. in the high school and yeah, right, yeah. Dirty Dancing, which was a huge hit. Okay, uh, right, probably right. is going to be on the box office hits for '88. I bet that's true. Uh, the Big Easy with uh, Dennis Quaid. Hellraiser, which I was never uh, into those. No, I never got into those either. As much as I was into horror in that era, yeah. I didn't care for that's that. A, that. No, that is odd that you never would have caught the any of character never really... No, just a guy with yeah. needles sticking out of his head. The Running Man with... I, you know, I never understood the fascination in that movie, although I did get a kick out of Richard Dawson. And uh, the last one is uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, another John Hughes it's a movie. Long, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. Out of all the John Hughes movies, that's probably the one that has the least uh, problems in the modern era as far as uh, political correctness. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Not a lot of uh, sexism or anything in that one. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, the Oscars for 1987. Hmm. Uh, Best Picture went to uh, The Last Emperor. Never seen it. I've always wanted to watch it, but I've that's never a movie seen that's kind of faded into. It's hard yeah. to find on yeah. streaming and right, uh, right. The other uh, nominations for that were Broadcast News, uh-huh. Fatal Attraction, Hope and Glory, and Moonstruck. Hmm. Okay. The uh, best director went to Bernardo Bertolucci. Bertolucci for, for the Last, Last Emperor. Last Emperor. Uh, the uh, the other movies nominated were. Uh, Adrian Lin for Fatal Attraction, Fatal Attraction, John Borman for Hope and Glory, Norman Jewison for Moonstruck, and Lars Hallstrom for My Life as a Dog. I've never even Which heard that's, of that. That's the first time, that's as early as I remember hearing of, of that director, Lars Hallstrom. I've never heard of him at all. Didn't he do like the Cider House Rules or something like that? He might have. I'm not familiar with his work. Best Actor, Michael Douglas for, as, Wall, for Street? Wall Street. Yeah. That was kind of that seemed like it was going to be a no brainer. Right. Uh, William Hurt for uh, Broadcast News was also nominated. Uh, Marcello Mastrantini for uh, okay for Dark Eyes. Jack Nicholson for Ironweed and Robin Williams for Good Morning Vietnam. Hmm. Best actress we mentioned this earlier. Cher won for Moonstruck. That's the year that she wore the the spider outfit. Oh, that weird yeah, dress. Yeah, with the that's weird right. with the weird haircut in the, in the spider. Yeah, that's uh, the something yeah. that uh, in the eighties you could do. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, Lady Gaga gets away with a lot of things like that. Her yeah, guy, but she's mellowed out a lot, too. Yeah, that's true. She just, I think yeah. she got older and realized, uh, do I need to do all this? It needed to change. Like, Seems like a lot of work. Meat, get rid of the meat dress. and Yeah, exactly. The other nominees for Best Actress were Glenn Close for Fatal Attraction, Holly Hunter for Broadcast News, which I, that's a movie I've never seen, Broadcast mm-hmm. News. Yeah. Sally Kirkland for Anna mm. in the movie Anna, which I don't Kimber, remember. Yeah. And Meryl Streep in Ironweed. Mm. Best Supporting Actor... We mentioned the movie earlier. It was Sean Connery. Sean Connery for The Untouchables. Yep. Who was he up against? Albert Brooks for Broadcast News. Morgan Freeman for S- Street Smart. Never f- I'm familiar with that one. Vincent Gardenia for Moonstruck. And Denzel Washington in Cry Freedom. Okay. So supporting actress went to Olympia Dukakis for Moonstruck. And uh, the who she, who she was against in this category. Norma Alexandro for Gabby, A True Story. Ann Archer for Fatal Attraction. Ann Ramsey for Throw Mama from the Train. Ann Ramsey. That's yeah. right. And, that was a, and Ann Southern for The Whales of August. Hmm. There's a household name yeah. for you. The Whales of, of August. August. Yeah. And uh, the last thing we're going to talk about today is uh, a new category we have. It's Asshole of the Year. Asshole of the Year. And uh, it was a tough one this year. I thought about giving it. Now, to... this is just for the entire year of 87. Is... Yeah, for 87. 87, yeah. the asshole of the asshole year. Asshole of the year. There's okay. really do you no... have nominees or just No, just one, one person. Okay. May... If there's a bunch, we may do nominees in the future. Well, that might but... be interesting. But uh, it was a tough year for asshole of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we decided to give it to two people, uh-huh. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, did you see they're having a movie about them coming out? No, I didn't. Yes, but, The uh... Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, it's going. Oh, have... I did see that. Yes, no, and it actually that. looks pretty interesting. But after years of scamming money out of right, people right, and building right. an empire, they finally started to get caught as the yeah. Jessica Hahn scandal broke. And, right. Uh, they had to got step hand, down as the leaders of the PTO. Got their hand caught in the cookie jar, among other things. Mm-hmm. But now this new movie that's coming out apparently is going to be painting Tammy Faye in a little bit more uh, uh, understandable light that she wasn't quite she as... Whatever. A little more sympathetic towards her. Yeah, character. there's the word I'm looking for. But apparently, yeah, exactly. The, the what I saw of it, uh, Jessica Chastain is playing. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, the the young uh, Andrew Garfield is playing Jim Baker. Wow, are they old enough? I think she looks good. I mean, she they got her made up well, well enough that she kind of even she's got the. The, the look of Tammy you know, Faye it's, down. It's, it's hard to now, I, and I, You're right. I, it's hard for me to Maybe take Maybe they it. weren't as old as I think they were well, back then. You know, it's gar- like, yeah, who knows? You know, they were older than me when I was yeah, that's 13. True. So it's, Andrew Garfield doesn't seem like he's terribly old, you know. No, it seemed like right. he was a high school kid in those right. Spider-Man movies. Just right, exactly. Just he was, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to find out. I mean, I, I'm anything, I mean, in my book, they were kind of trashy people. But, right, uh, exactly. You never yeah, know. And they, and the the era of the televangelist just won't seem to fade. Exactly. The hundreds and millions and millions of dollars that they made, the, the amusement parks and the yeah, you could, that well, all of that went and down. And I can't off the life of me remember who's going to be playing Jerry Falwell in the movie that's coming up because he's he plays an integral part in helping them, well, eventually helping them bring them down. I'm not trying to paint him out to be a hero. No, but he I'm was just saying he was. He had a vested interest. He in, had a vested interest in keeping the ministry yeah. going at that time. Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I guess that's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll be back. Oh, next week we are off. We will not have an episode at all. So we'll be back in two weeks with something new. So okay. goodbye for now. All right. See you.